What's up, Redhead Racing Radio? What's Welcome up, back Andrew? Another week. How's it going, everybody? Andrew Curlin here with Hey Jason Schultz. I'm Jason Schultz. Why'd you ask how everyone's doing? They can't respond. They're listening. Um, you know, I I figure if I ask it enough, someone will find nope. a way to hack into the Zoom and respond that's, to us. That's a dumb that's answer. I see it. That's a yeah, dumb answer. So. We should start the show off by congratulating on Syracuse's victory and advancement to the Sweet 16. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Man, he uh congratulations to his team. We're still doing that? It's a big deal. I just want to start off how we ended last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um there were how, wait, I'm going to ask you first. Did you do anything exciting this weekend? This past weekend no, I was just kind of hanging just out, going it. to work, which was not a whole lot of fun. But, um, yeah. You're going to tell people it's where you chaos. work, or you don't want them to yeah. know where you work? It's uh, I work at K1 Speed, and it is controlled chaos for like six or seven hours straight. And what I realized is when I first started working there, I'm like, oh, this is going to be so great. Like, I'm going to be around all these like around racing all the time right and then you realize well you're not around professional race car drivers you're around the most incapable just buffoons racing all day long and it's just it's exhausting watching idiots race all the time but that's uh like literally like i'll be searching the phone for tracks or like picking up crocs that fall off of people's feet during the race all day like stuff like that it's uh it's something else I bet it's more entertaining than an Atlanta Cup race. Yeah, yeah, serious. I mean, so a lot. Most nights are, yeah, <laughs> than the Atlanta Cup race. Maybe. My God, like there's a yeah. trend here. The Atlanta Cup race uh, seems to suck every year. Like, I remember and last now, year you told now me we're gonna you go hated there twice it. too. We're going there in July. I literally, when I saw it was Atlanta one, I'm like, wait. We're going back here? Like, when I miss, I must have forgotten about that change because that was like the least significant, yet the probably the worst change we had. Yes, Andrew, I am so excited to go to Atlanta a second time this year. Like, that's the one track on the schedule. I'm like, we need more of that. What we saw today, I want more. And so I hope we have like six Atlanta dates by the time 2022 rolls around. <laughs> yeah. I just. I don't get it, and I wish I asked this in the post-race Zoom because I would have been very curious to see what the answer was, but it's like the cup races at Atlanta for so long have just been long and drug out and and just, you know, no cautions, and it's like, why do you think that is? You know what I mean? And yeah. the drivers and crew chiefs, absolutely love Atlanta don't want to change it don't want to do anything to it because of how abrasive the surface is how much character the track has had over the years and um, you know Bob Pacros asked like well I mean Atlanta's gonna have to repave eventually you can't go 10 more years on that kind of surface but it's like I don't know it's a very interesting predicament and NASCAR's got to see what's the best to either yeah. satisfy the drivers and the teams or sacrifice a few more years at Atlanta, let that surface be reborn and take time to build new character. I don't know. It's yeah. a whole, I'm glad I'm not in that position because yeah. that would be a tough decision to make in terms of the future. This of is what is likely going to happen. I bet they'll reconfigure the track when they repave it probably within the next two years. 
and they're going to reshape it to give it more character. The old Atlanta. I don't know. You were way too young. I know, and, and that's I am watching all Junior talks about too. And I bet you yeah. he's going to talk it was about it on Tuesdays. He's going to mention old Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got some other stuff to cover on Tuesday, I know. so that'll be pretty busy. But I think old Atlanta was basically Homestead. It was what Homestead was, but in Atlanta, and that gave it character. And then they changed the track, and it had photo finishes for like ten years, and then the racing started being terrible. So Atlanta is a very important market so they need a good track there like fontana like not saying fontana is bad as a big track but it's going to be epic as a short track and atlanta needs a similar rebirth to make it a marquee event track on the schedule yeah atlanta hosts big events they host you know the super bowl 53 you remember what happened in super bowl 53 i don't remember well the patriots beat the rams 13 to 3 to win their sixth super bowl title in Atlanta. You New England people don't ever f-ing let go of any of your sports Whoa, victories. Oh, bad word, okay? bad word. I'm sorry. That's the way. Okay. And when I you- know I am speaking for the country when I say this. You guys just don't want to let go to anything when it comes to sports your way. Well, when you have victories to celebrate, feel free to celebrate them. But we're the only ones that win anything. So here we are. Yeah. I mean, so Super Bowl 53, great event hosted in Atlanta, Georgia. They put on a phenomenal show. They host big events. And that's what I think the final four was supposed to be there last year before they canceled the tournament. Speaking of tournament, how's your bracket doing? Uh, I did not make a bracket. Loser. Loser. This is March. <laughs> this is all that hey, matters. But I've been watching. March. I've been following along right before we logged yes. on here. I've been, I was watching the end well, of multiple games. So maybe it's better for your mental health that you didn't fill out a bracket because I've lost, I lost, I think two final four teams within the span of Ohio state. No, Illinois and Texas. Yeah. I got a bunch of games who go to Illinois and they were on top of the world last week. And now I want to check in and see how they're doing. Like they were literally, they had the biggest egos last week saying, we're going to go, we're going to win the whole freaking thing. And, now they're knocked out. Yeah. Bracket time is great. I've had three TVs on the last two days. It's been phenomenal. But you think anyone stop listening right now because we're talking about <laughs> basketball? And yeah, not. I don't know. Also, apologies to anyone who hears um, some background noise. The quietest place in my apartment this weekend is out on the balcony. So we have some people who are screaming down below. So that's that might be what This you is hear. March. This is March, man. People the- get excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For... Not Atlanta. Hey, hey, but here's the thing. The Xfinity but, race was awesome. Okay, I was going to bring that up. I know. Up. We're trans- uh, we- I stole your transition, Jason. I hope you feel good about that. I need to. We need to read a lot of tweets on the show. We're going to read mine first, and we're probably going to read Denny's. Yeah. Yeah. But the Xfinity race had everything you want in a race, and that seems to happen every week. And I tweeted this after the race Saturday. The Xfinity series is unreal. The competition, the characters, the drama is off the charts. Consistently delivers an exceptional product. Cup series should take notes. I emoji. Yeah. Do you agree or disagree? A hundred percent. I mean, every single week, I feel like I'm more excited, invested in the Xfinity race and the Cup race, and because it's more interesting. It's, just, it's like and I just one hundred. And you know what it was too? That it was. And, and as a car Whoa. revs its engine by me, but it was a few years ago, the truck series. And I honestly think it's because all the names I enjoyed watching in the truck series 
have now progressed to the Xfinity Series, and we have all like a mixing pot of no cup drivers and all these guys juking it out, tempers flaring. It is it yeah. has become the most exciting series to watch with young guys. Like it really, and honestly, I feel like. And I know we do celebrate the Xfinity Series, but we should celebrate the Xfinity Series just like we celebrate college sports, honestly. Because, I mean, that's NASCAR's closest equivalent to it. And, and and a lot of people, and I know the Cup Series should be the top thing when it comes to NASCAR. It should be the top most watched event and all that, just like the NBA is to college basketball and so on. But why not celebrate the Xfinity Series for what it is a little bit more? I feel like we don't. I. I like the idea of like treating it like college sports because like, it is that. Like, because I feel like everyone's putting this emphasis on like the Cup Series should be the best, and then whatever yeah. happens below it just kind of molds into its own thing. But why not yeah. appreciate the Xfinity Series for what it is? Do you know what the problem pretty much is? What NASCAR does little to no promotion of the Xfinity yeah, Series. Yeah, I know. Like it's all, it's all focused on Cup. Even back in the days when we had people like you could fully have people at the track. It was all like, we want people here on Sunday. We don't really like, we're going to tell people there's other stuff happening on the weekend, but it's all about get here on Sunday, care about the cup race. But when your cup product is not that great, you're promoting that heavily, but you have another product that's outstanding and would attract a lot of interest if other people knew about it. I sent this in our group chat today. How about we just switch to the days of the cup and extreme series race and showcase this extreme product on Sunday instead of the cup product. Yeah. Like that's at this point, that's where I'm at because it's just so much better. Yeah, I agree. Even just like, I love, I know Josh Berry threw up the double middle fingers at Phoenix last weekend and emotion and, and, and the emotion this weekend with Gregson and Hemrick, which I'm sure we're going to get to next. It's just like, it's all there. I know there's so much yeah. more to talk about in the Xfinity series in the cup series. But, race. All right, let's get to the emotion. And I'm going to read another tweet I had. I said, this is the kind of emotion NASCAR needs, quote, tweeting a video of the infamous fight on pit road. Drivers being so fired up after what happens on the track or pit road that it leads to fisticuffs if someone's wrong. The Cup Series seems to lack this fieriness. Would love to see a return. Like, that's it. The emotion, the extreme guys seem to care so much. Like, if something happens and they get wrong, they're going to, like, be mad and upset and want to settle it. Kurt Busch, could like he was angry on the radio after he got wrecked by Denny today, but it wasn't like I'm gonna get him back. Like that should be the mentality. Like what, like Denny, it didn't seem like it was kind of a mis- like a mistake. It wasn't like he did that on purpose. But you should be mad that you get wrecked out of the race in like early ish in the race. Like show the emotion. The extreme series, no matter what happens, they show some emotion every week. I think you just need more guys like Gregson who just. It's don't yeah. Care. It's the personality. You know I mean? It's the. I feel like. I feel the, like. Eh, eh, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but I feel like he just kind of does what he wants. You know, he he's still within the boundaries of like being a good driver at JRM, but he's kind of like he yeah. goes to the beat of his own drum. Where I feel like, and I know we yeah. talked about this, but like Cup drivers specifically go to the beat of what their sponsors want. You know what what the teams yeah. want. And yeah, I yeah. They don't want to ruffle feathers. Like, can you ever imagine William Byron acting like Noah Gregson? That'd like, be freaking awesome, is what it would be. If he like, I know exactly. Yeah. But like, Noah has a distinctive style on the track and a distinctive style. I don't know if I said that right. Distinctive style off the track. William Byron, yeah, he's good and he had a great performance at Homestead. But like, he's not 
he's not a character. Like he's just kind of like low key. I'm going to run and race and not going to say anything controversial. I'm just going to get by. And like, that shouldn't be your mentality. Like and that's, you should just, that's why that's what be a star. I be a and I know we're character. getting a bigger picture here, but that's like, and when NASCAR eventually opens up, that's what I want to return to is, is, is bringing these cup drivers out of their shell a little bit more. Um, in yeah. terms of doing, you know, that's that's at least what I yeah. want to do. That's that's been my yeah. goal since the beginning of NASCAR and Yeah. But it's that shouldn't be your like your yeah, you can try to do it, but like that shouldn't be your goal to have to do that. Their PR yeah. teams and their marketing teams and their social teams. And I feel like I'm the only to one trying to do that really too. Like yeah. I don't think there's that's anybody a, else, thing, you know. Creative media is important. And I think NASCAR lacks that severely. I think Dirty Mill Media does a great job of giving character and personalities to people and drivers i feel like your interviews are a little they're not like the typical ask someone a boring racing question get a boring racing answer it's like you bring out some interesting something interesting but like all the typical like media reporters or reporting is like just general racing stuff and like maybe that worked 20 years ago but like you got to focus on the exciting and entertaining aspects of the sport and like get people talking about that stuff like, I don't know how you're going to make today's cup race Atlanta, the cup race at Atlanta exciting. Like, it's They were already previewing like, Bristol on the broadcast. Try hard to did do. Did you watch that? Did you see that? Well, it's, yes, I did see that because they had nothing better to talk about. And Fox is really big on needing this Bristol race to succeed because I think it was their idea. So they're pumping it up. Yeah. So. We, I mean, obviously, I think I know where you stand on the Gregson thing, but, but what are your thoughts on that? I think people on Twitter trying to say he was wrong that have never driven a race car before Hannah Newhouse tweeted that to uh, Nick Bronberg, I think and I thought that was a good point like you don't know what like you've never been in his position before like clearly he had a backup to get in his pit stall and it's not like you can it's not like a car in a parking lot where you can ease it back and then stop you're and in a go race forward. like you're yeah. a race yeah like you can't he's not thinking oh let me try to hit him and try to like hurt his chances of like doing well in the race like it was just a typical thing and i feel like if it was any other driver it would not nearly have gotten as much attention as it did i think people are out to get noah gregson for some reason and i don't get it i think he like we said they loved loved him or hate him but he's a great character for the sport and he's really exciting i will say this if i'm in hemrick's shoes i would do the exact same thing that he did from his perspective i would be furious yeah. as well and, and i don't know maybe that that's what and and that's part of the thing too gregson i mean obviously when you you see the situation he was in and you kind of analyze it a little bit more you can see and you can tell that yeah. he did need to back up um whether he you know i don't know i don't know it's nobody knows but really honestly noah whether yeah. that was intentional or not but if you're hemrick yeah. and you see the car in front of you especially gregson um you know, come behind you with guys on pit road and almost run over your guys yeah. on pit road, man, I would be furious as yeah. well too. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well justified. And the drama of it is great for the sport. I just wish, Alton. man, I wish they did not cut the freaking audio out that. And you know what I think the problem was? I That's genuinely typical... think it was, it wasn't even that they were deliberately trying to cut the audio. It was because the only audio captured was from the PRN broadcast, and they they themselves cut it off because they were swearing. And yeah, so I don't, honestly that's, don't think like, audio that's exists. That's the stuff. 
from it. That's the colorful stuff. Yeah, okay, that but they're, we'll they're grow swearing the and cussing on it. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. They know what drivers have been saying curse words on TV and no one's getting fined anymore. Like this is the colorful stuff that grows your sport and NASCAR can't be afraid. Of I was it. describing Not saying that, but you're probably right. They probably don't have the audio. That's it why they exist. But like exist. in the future, yeah. we should not be afraid to. Use I was that describing kind of boys have at it in that kind of era of NASCAR to my roommate. He's like, man, I would freaking tune in every week. Yeah. 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 See, this is, I, you know, I don't know. We never watched NASCAR in the nineties, but this feels like stuff like this happening feels like what it was like often. And it was a cup series and the extreme series, but you would just wish that like people being so passionate about on social, like media after the race, like that's, you want conversation after the race, no matter what happens, you want conversation. And you're not talking and about a package. Series created a cup you're not talking yeah. about all guy holding off Truex. You're talking about the fight and there, and I'm right there rattling off storylines that are already being discussed. So you, there's just so much more to talk about. Yeah, I agree. Yep. All right. You ready for our favorite segment of the week? Random racing. No, no, oh. no, no, no. Damn it. Reading Denny Hamlin's timeline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I jumped the gun a little bit. This is some good stuff. Yep. Okay. First tweet from Saturday's Xfinity Series race. He co- he tweeted, more, comma, taller. <laughs> what was he referencing? You know what? I was, gonna, I was going to quote tweet it. Um, you know the Daft Punk song where it's like, um, work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better. And then I was going to quote tweet it and for Denny's tweet saying more and taller. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know that song, but maybe that was, maybe we'll let people tell us if that was interesting enough. Okay. Ready for the next one? Yep. At Marcus Smith. Sir, before <laughs> investing in a casino outside of Atlanta, please look into investing one of these and it's a weed whacker. Like... Atlanta saw prepared that tall ass grass. Tall ass grass. What a what a term. <laughs> um, they prepared that and then, like said, yeah, we're ready to go. Knowing how controversial cars running through the grass has been in the last six or seven years, and they're like, yeah, we're good. We're gonna go with this, and then change it all before Sunday. I'm like, yeah, it's you gotta know. Okay, next one. After the after Noah's incidents, Denny tweeted, "Where's Mike Joy when you need him?" <laughs> yes. Yes, Perfect. that was great. God, like this is a cup driver tweeting this stuff. Like, I'm so glad he does it. He just but, like, doesn't care anymore. He do just this. does, and yes. even like the whole "I'm the good luck Chuck" of NASCAR because, like, yeah. you saw on Reddit that all the drivers that have had feuds with him went on to win the championship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, it, like he's not afraid. Like you said, it's good, colorful, interesting stuff, and he he doesn't care. Like when he drives, to not care more. And I'm not sure if drivers are afraid of losing their sponsors by saying anything slightly controversial, but he doesn't seem to be afraid of that. And after, you know, starting a racing with Michael Jordan, I doubt NASCAR is going to really be mad at him for doing anything. So maybe that's it. Why, why he's oh, oh, like, you know, he's got he likes to, to tweet stuff like this now. Sure. Yeah. All right. He quote tweeted a Marcus Lamonis tweet that said, nominate someone who is doing good. Thanks for others. <laughs> using hashtag good Sam. I will work to recognize and reward their selfless acts. Yeah, yeah. And then Denny tweeted, at Daniel Hemrick, good Sam. <laughs> that is just, that is just so, he's king of Twitter. There's no, yep. no dethroning him this year. Like, the theme of the first month and a half of the season has to be the colorful personalities of Noah Gregson and Denny yeah. Hamlin. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, there's another quote, like, this is another thing. Drivers saying interesting things in, interesting things in interviews and, giving like good quotes is freaking 
so important for the sport to get headlines, to get attention. Noah said after the Hemrick incident, I would be mad if I was him based off what he's done in his career. Oh yeah. Like, Oh my God. Like that's good stuff. Like we can't, I don't know if drivers are afraid of being mad at each other or afraid of like that kind of stuff, but Noah embraces it. And that is so good for the sport. He's burning freaking bridges and I love it. Yeah. Good stuff. Now, and he like last thing about him, like his drive from getting involved in that wreck early in the race to finishing fourth, like driving back through the field and boy with the damaged car. Wheelman. So impressive. Yeah. Like talent he's got the talent, he's got the personality. And um hopefully we see him in victory lane. I feel bad for Justin Allgaier won the race, didn't get much attention, but good for Justin. No, this is actually I think the earliest win in a season for Justin Allgaier that he's ever had in his career, which is something oh, wow. interesting that I heard. I bet he won that Phoenix race. He's won a spring Phoenix race before, I'm pretty sure. Maybe it just wasn't the, like this number or of races. At least in, season, in but... recent years. And I know allgaier has yeah. been working real hard at trying to write. Like He feels like collectively that 17 at JRM have just kind of let each other down, is what he said after the race yesterday. And, and this has got to be a huge shift in momentum for, for that whole team. And I just I love it when that team is competitive. It's just they are... Yeah. Fun to watch when they're good. No doubt. Yeah. Very special win this week because it was his last race with his longtime PR at Megan Johnson, who we've worked with a lot. Oh, yeah. Last one. She's leaving JRM, but like they've, I think she's, she's been oh, with Justin man. on that team since the beginning man, of that's bummer. this she's, Justin Beyond 17. She's, yeah, yeah. Megan's awesome. So definitely going to miss her. She's been so nice over the years and good to go out with a win like that's pretty awesome that's not bad like, at all yeah. win that so that's cool yeah all right were you gonna shift our shite sites to uh shites shites to uh next Is week that a bad word? next weekend um i'm still on the train of what was wrong with normal bristol and we'll see what happens but i hope this is a one and done what's your opinion on it i am going in with a complete open mind honestly like i was I'm like shocked. i like when it was first announced, I'm like, oh, man, like, really? Like, we're doing this? But they've had racing there the last, I don't know, it feels like two weeks. And it seems like the action has been pretty decent. Um, I, for me, that's the no, thing... That's the, normal dirt racing. That's not, like, the thing, stock cars. The thing that I'm hung up on is, yes, it's going to be the Cup Series cars, and the length of the race is going to be long. But yeah. I will say, I have enjoyed just seeing that Bristol's been running races for the last two weeks to build up to Cup Series weekend. I do think that's pretty neat. And if that becomes, I was even thinking about this. It is a lot of work to put dirt down on a track like Bristol, especially if NASCAR likes this so much that we're going to do this every single year. Why not? If this is a success this weekend, I almost say, don't do it next year make it like a once every three year kind of thing where it's like, oh my God, this is the year we're running Bristol on dirt. You know, it's like a, almost like the Olympics kind of thing where you, where you do something like that and really make it a special event. Obviously, we're going to have to see how the race goes on Sunday and reevaluate after that. But I will say it's been kind of fun to just follow along and and just see Austin Dillon win a heat race, right? And, and, and win a, a exhibition race or whatever at, at the Bristol Dirt Nationals. That has been pretty neat and, and fun to watch. We'll see what happens. I'm not a fan. I did, I I did hear this. Wrong, I like the asphalt track 
turns one and two are pretty significantly different than three and four, which is something that I heard on the broadcast today, which is interesting. So I don't know how exactly, but um, I did hear that. Thrilling. Okay, come on. You got to go into this with an open mind. At this point, you do. I'm going to say, I'll say, I'll say, I'll see what happens, but I don't think it's NASCAR stock cars, the most elite form of racing competitive, like in the United States, shouldn't be racing on dirt. That's like the ranks to climb to get to NASCAR. Like the most competitive form of racing shouldn't be racing on dirt. Like, I don't think that's very, it's not a good look. And it really shows how desperate you are for like, Rex and entertainment but a normal bristol race is quality no matter what like yeah, no matter I know. what that's the situation part of my disappointment is like we're getting rid of a already good track for this you know what i mean why are we keeping atlanta on the schedule twice and getting rid of a, a normal, normal bristol, bristol race? race yeah you're right. like let's go to bristol three times yeah like it just frustrates me on that from that standpoint yeah i'm i'm willing to go into this weekend i mean i'm excited to watch i mean who isn't this is kind of like, this is as revolutionary as the Roval was a few years ago, I feel like, in terms of the anticipation leading up to it. So um, I'm excited to watch and see what happens. Yeah, and we decided we're, Andrew and I are going to do a shot every time some vehicle spins this weekend during the race, so we'll have a really <laughs> fun podcast Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, like just like the Eldora races a few years ago, my God, more than half the race was run under caution. So we'll do a shot per You spin. have fun, Jason. No, you're doing yeah. it too. All right. All right, random racing memory of the week. What do we got? Because we're going to Bristol, I'm going to bring up a tie-in that includes the uh, fights and you know, excitement like that. 2006, after the spring Bristol race, Jeff Gordon and Matt Kenseth were not very happy with each other. I think, um, I think Gordon spun, or Kenseth got into Gordon, he spun, and after the race, Gordon shoved Kenseth. And it was excitement, drama, sh- typical short track, very exciting. And then NASCAR finds Jeff Gordon for that move. And that's what really clamped down on any boys have at it, drivers showing emotion thing. And that really changed the vibe of the sport forever because of that. And this weekend, NASCAR decided they're not going to find Noah. And that is completely the right move because they messed it up 15 years ago at Bristol. And luckily, they are changed course on how they act like that, and we're glad to see drivers show emotion and not be penalized for That's it. That's right. I guess they wouldn't have penalized Noah for the fight. It would have been Hemrick for starting the fight, but when you throw punches, you never know what's going to happen. I but think they, they were more evaluating the on track. Yeah, I was. But they, like, I was, I was just making the comparison if they find him for the fight oh, in 2006. No, so please I don't. That work. would be awful. I would not like that. Yeah. But that's what they did in 2006, and that really changed yeah. the sport. And so glad we're not doing somebody that. Tweeted, right, somebody tweeted. Somebody tweeted, "Don't break them up until one of them hits the ground, just like hockey." I'm like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that would. Be we funny. need a good. Like we can't break them up right away. We need like real punches. Yeah, from, if they had helmets on, I would be like, "Yeah, I'm all for that." But I don't know. Yeah. They should allow them to I'll kick. We should just turn this into MMA. I thought you were going to say kiss. I'm like, that's no. I don't want that. <laughs> no. All right. This podcast is brought to you by the Packaging Source. Trust your packaging with the six-time National Distributor of the Year. Six-time. Just like six different winners this year. Yes, One that is good. Hopefully we, keep the, of, hopefully we keep the trend going yeah. and that doesn't stop. I know. We haven't even talked about that. All right. Ryan Blaney, the winner. Cool. Yeah. Joey Logano. <laughs> 
had something to do with the finish, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Hear about it on Door Bumper Clear, and then hear about Ryan Blaney talking about his win on and the then hear about Yeah, and then hear about how Joey Logano didn't do anything wrong from DJ. Yeah. Yeah, he never does anything wrong. I love you. What's right. the thing about TJ is like I love yeah. how much he defends Joey. I mean, why we? Of course you would. Yeah, I love I love that role. It's he just entertaining. Plays. Yeah, it is very entertaining. Yeah. All right, follow me on Twitter at Hey Jason Schultz. Follow Andrew on Twitter at, at Andrew Curlin TV. Got some really really fun stuff coming this week. Mainly tomorrow, you'll probably see about it. Um, going out to a track south of Phoenix. And we're going to, it's going to be David Reagan, Rick Steele, who is David Reagan's sponsor in the Daytona 500. Some uh, other other uh, people, maybe Landon Castle might be joining us tomorrow, not sure. But they're going to be racing Ford GTs and Ford Mustangs around the track and literally just having a blast. And I get to capture it all and... I am very excited to uh, to do that. I even we're gonna bring a drone to the track, and I'm gonna have free reign to just fly the drone around and follow some cars around. So I cannot wait. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I I will uh, share some of the results that that end up coming from it. Hashtag content. Hashtag content, man. It's gonna be fun. All right. Good deal. All right, everybody. Let's, let's go get dirty. What? Let's go get dirty. Get dirty. We're gonna get dirty at Bristol. You know, why do they say yee-haw and not ha-yee? Oh, God. That's an old joke. We can't bring that back. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right. See you. The end.